0: You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode number 147, sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, Heavy Ink, and eMusic. Welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode number 147. My name is Ron, and I'm here with Connor. Good morning. And Josh. It's not morning. <laughs>
1: yes, it is. <laughs>
0: It's always morning for Connor. (laughs) So um, we are from ifanboy.com, which is a website dedicated to all things comic books. And we read a lot of comic books. And for those of you who aren't in the know, every week one of us uh, reads through all the comics they bought that week and picks their favorite, picks their pick of the week, and writes a review on ifanboy.com. And then we come over here and talk about it on the podcast, as well as the other books that came out during the week. Josh had the pick this week, but before we uh, hear him explain himself, Uh, I just want to remind you all and warn you that we're going to be talking about what happens in the books, what occurs in the books, the events of the books, and basically that sometimes is conceived as spoiling the books. So if you haven't read your comic books, press pause, go read them, and then come back and listen. If you don't care about spoilers, then keep on listening because I bet you you'll be amused mildly.
2: So That's That's the best we can guarantee anyone. Mild amusement.
0: (laughs) Josh, you had the pick, so let's let's hear it.
2: I I did have the pick.
0: I I felt overall –
2: Average week, some good books, some bad books, not too many, not too little, and I got to – normally the, the pick doesn't surprise people too much. It comes out as sort of the end of the last few books that I read, and I got down to – I was holding Captain America and Fear Agent and Scalped, and I was like, boy, I don't want to talk about Scalped again. That's, that's the one thing I know, which was a good issue, but, uh, but when I read Fear Agent, I, I had very little uh, doubt in my mind. It was funny because I have wanted to make Fear Agent a pick of the week of mine for a while, but it's never worked out right. You know what I mean? And it just so happened that this week was a week when I was my week and I was like, this was a really fun issue. And it was just, I guess if you don't know what Fear Agent is, what would you call a Fear Agent? I guess a science fiction. It's not it's science fiction. It's a, it's a genre book. It's a genre book. It's a space adventure book.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, you got Heath Houston who travels on a rocket ship because he was on Earth when Earth was invaded and all, you know, more or less destroyed. He feels very bad about himself for many reasons, so he drinks excessively. And then always ends up in dangerous situations with aliens and ray guns. It's like it's like a 50s genre space adventure yeah, book. Yeah, it's, like pul-
0: it's like a pulpy. I mean, it's 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 based in science fiction, but it's more pulpy action than yeah. you know. Than-
2: it's not making like the sci- It's not commenting on like it's not making intelligent comment on everything like like sort of s- hardcore science fiction does. Right, but right. it's it's more like the Star Wars side, but yeah, not pulpy. Stupid. It's pulpy. Yeah, Yeah. Anyway, it, it's just a really fun book. I mean, more than anything, it's it's a fun book. I can't think of anything that's more fun. It's just you know, the, there's not a subtext of some intelligent underlying thing that you're supposed to think about. There's nothing heavy about this book at all. And there used to be a lot of comic books like this, and now there aren't because every time somebody tries to do a book like this now, it's just too simplistic and not it, like it's just not worth the time. But for whatever reason it is, whatever the special ingredient is that Fear Agent has, I just have a ton of fun reading this book. And uh, it, it is totally one of the series I'm very glad I found and that, you know, frankly, more people should read because I think a lot of people would like it if they gave it a chance or if their little tiny stores carried it, which is apparently a problem. This issue, it switches genre up on us a little bit because uh, previously – Ron, you'd picked a pick of the week of, of Fear Agent once a while ago, and that was like the war. Yep mini series. And this time we're headed into sort of a western mini series which uh, I didn't really see coming. But he ends up on this alien world and he's escaped from I don't know, Well the the,
0: the the yeah, the the last arc ended with him and a Russian dude going through a black hole or something and getting spit out and you get this there's the suggestion that time has passed, you know, that that what Mm -hmm. what felt like a second was actually seems to be, you know, because like when they went through the black hole, they aged really quickly and then they went back to their how old they were supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And so when he spit back out, it was on the other end of the universe and didn't know where he was. And you get the feeling that time has passed and general confusion, right? Yeah. yeah. So
2: this was the, the second issue in this arc, Eye Against Eye. And in the first issue, he finds himself in this weird world where he's he's known and put on trial immediately for his great crime. And then he escapes. Uh, at, the, at the very beginning of this one, he's, he's escaped from his confinement. And as he's on, he steals a horse, I, I don't know why it turned into a Western thing, but he steals a horse, <laughs> he gets shot, and then dragged through the desert, his dead corpse dragging behind the horse. Like, the thing about this book is he's wily e. Coyote. I mean, it's just however many horrible things they can make happen to heath houston is sort of the point of this book and it just gets so ridiculous that it's it's a good deal of fun and he, and like he keeps he, surviving too which is oh god which is he's amazing. been killed yeah. he's literally been killed and they cloned him a new body <laughs> he was impregnated by insects he was just i mean the flies are buzzing around him at all times and he can't die he keeps coming back and he doesn't want to be alive all that much so he wakes up in this town called heaven which is a, a puritanical sort of bunch of humans or like like a little cowboy western town and it turns out that his his ex-wife is, is one of the inhabitants hiding among them.
0: She's and that's everywhere. She is everywhere. Man, and this I, book and is
2: based on all sorts of stupid coincidences that wouldn't really happen, it's, and it's great.
0: And she's pretending she doesn't know them, and it's all yep. very confusing, and yeah.
2: <laughs> um, now, now the, the way that this book is also set up is it's got, again, a little more like an older comic, is that there is a 16-page main story and then an 8-page backup story or Tales of the Fear Agent story. I like it. I, I do wish the main story was longer, but that's always a good sign, I suppose. But then you, you get extra. It's a beautifully produced issue, just in issues. Like it's what it, you know. It's nice paper. It's nice and heavy. It's you know two ninety nine like it should be. You know you get your you get your money's worth on this one. And then the backup story is by somebody else. The main stories by Rick Remender, uh, who you will not have not seen if you've ever watched one of our convention shows. And and Tony Moore, who we've talked about a lot, and is one of my favorite artists. I guess the thing about. Tony, The two of them on this really is that I think you can really see how much fun they have with this book, compared to all the other work that they're doing, and not saying they're not putting effort into other stuff because they certainly are, but like, I, I just see them having fun doing this book. Rick, on the one hand, is writing a script that's trying to one-up what they're doing to Heath, and then, you know, Tony meets that on the other side with art that really embellishes the, the wackiness of, of what's going on.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think this is. I mean, that's you, you nailed it when you're saying it's an example of creators having fun with it. I mean, like I open, you know, when when the whole him getting dragged through the, with the horse, and then it was you know days past page. Like there's one pa- panel that I'm like, it's like Little House on the Prairie. I'm like, I can't believe this. Like we're we're I'm like like I literally stopped. And I'm like, they're really doing this, and like yeah. <laughs> and it's the last thing you would expect from a book that I just you know not five minutes ago described as pulpy science fiction.
1: It's whatever genre they want yeah. to do. I mean, no, I know, but it's Or uh, genre. They've done the Western genre. They, they, that's the great thing about the book is it's malleable,
0: right? And that's well, what I th- r- that's what I think is is the example of them having fun is that they're doing with it what they would want to and what you wouldn't expect. So whenever you get a pick up an issue or a story arc of it, you you don't know what to expect, and that that that's fun for the reader.
2: Well, and it's funny because I was trying to like when I when I did the pick of the week mini for this. I'm telling. I'm tell- It's a space picture. It's a space comic book. There's no space in this one. Like literally, it's green pastures and horses. And exactly. like, I can't seem to illustrate that at the moment. But that's what's fun about it. And I know that that sounds contradictory. But uh,
0: there's a the moment where he grabs a gun and he shoots it, and he's surprised that there are bullets in it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's the. I mean, and just guns, like you know? the first three pages, four, five pages are are him escaping completely naked, <laughs>
0: which was hysterical.
2: From- it's, it's hilarious and it's cartoonish but not childish, and I don't know... Uh, no, you know, I mean, yeah,
0: I mean, it's, it's cartoonish, and, cartoonish and humorous, but it's also realistic. I mean, like, when he jumps through the window, I mean, that was a great, a great page of him jumping through the window and the broken glass and the, the narration of, he's you know, feeling the glass ripping up his feet as he lands, and it's just like... And, and when he got shot through the chest, I was just like, oh, you know, like, I didn't, you know... And then they show vultures picking at his wound, and it's just like, yeah. really?
2: <laughs> no, that, it's just whatever horrible stuff you can make happen to him. I mean, literally, I put this up there with The Walking Dead and Invincible and, you know, like just sort of indie books that more superhero readers should read because they'd well, like it.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, and, and in this, you know, in this recent, you know, couple of weeks with, you know, ever since Kirkman and his video and then all, all that other stuff, I mean, if, if you ask me, and I'm, you know, I mentioned it a couple of times in the piece I wrote on my family this week is that, you know, the idea of creator-owned books and independent comics that are separate from the Marvel and DC one, you know, in, in the list of books that people need to be reading, Fear Agent is definitely one of them. I mean it, yeah. is, it is a cr- – and, and I understand – I mean like the speculation is is that the more people read this in trade because of the creator-owned books, I think Fear Agent – we talked about this a lot when I picked this pick of the week. Fear Agent is one of the more progressive books in that what Rick, is, what Rick and Tony and Jerome are doing with it is that they're doing single issues that read well as an issue but are done in four to six issue arcs that then are easily collected in trade. So they're playing kind of both sides from the middle. And I think what that's doing is that that's leading more people to be reading the trades, I hope, because not a lot of people are reading an issue.
2: I would say, though, that that is sort of a disservice because, I mean, you can read it however you want. I, yeah. I don't care. I, I mean, it's going to work for them either way. I, you should read it, find one way or another. Right. This reads really well An issue.
0: Yeah, no, it reads it's great in issue. Fun. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's yeah. fun to read an issue. It's set up like that. It's set up like an old serial. You know, like the next issue page really makes me want to read the next issue. Like it, it's that's that kind page. of thing, whereas – I don't know. It's just, and it's got the backup story, and it's it's a whole package. It's a nice letters page, you know that you don't get with the trades, and it's a yep. fun sort of monthly thing.
1: Yeah, it's a fantastic trade read. Yeah, I mean, um,
0: sure. it's it's great on both sides, and, and I guess the I mean the, the end result is is that if you're not reading this, you need to be reading it. Like 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 for any fan of comics, you just you need to give it a try.
2: It's true that there is not a one of us who would who would hedge on that in the least.
0: Yeah. And it's funny because we we've been joking recently about how Walking Dead has been like books like Walking Dead and uh, have been like the you know we haven't heard anybody say they didn't like it although now I'm sure people are going to come out of the woodwork saying they didn't like it. But yeah. when we recommend it like you know, like I've recommended giving people the first trade and then it's like comic book crack. They want more. They come back. They they buy the next three trades and all the whole deal. I, I would say Fear Agent is definitely in that category where once some – you know, give it to somebody and once they start reading it, I'd be very surprised if they didn't connect with it in some way and enjoy it in some, on some level. Well, Comics police.
1: Comics about- police. Yeah, I
2: know. <laughs> is that like there's nothing all that imaginative about it. I mean, in the way that it's done, it is. Like, I, I read that and I'm like, oh, I, I just haven't seen this kind of imagination in comics in a long time. Right. Where there, It's not constrained by being in one universe or another. But at the same time, there's big monstrous aliens and worlds and, like, the plots are fun. But, like, the basic conceit of it is really basic. Yep. I mean, there's, there's, not, it's, it's, there's not really a high concept to it. It's just fun.
0: Yeah. And, and, what, and what I like the most about it is that it keeps you guessing, is that you don't I, – I don't know what to expect from each story arc to each <laughs> story arc and and there's a there's a bigger kind of storyline that is moving forward and you know and and we get little bits and glimpses as it goes forward but you can read each of these arcs i mean again it's kind of like we talk about you know like hellboy and sin city and stuff like that where you can grab you know you can grab any trade and read it and enjoy it i think with fear agent you need to have a basic understanding of what the universe is and who heath is and what his role is in it but you know, you could grab one of these and read it and get what the story is without getting bogged down by the you know the Earth invasion think, and all that kind of I stuff. I think
2: you could pick up any individual arc of this book and read it. Exactly, I mean, like I've this heard. is Eye Against Eye number two of six. Yep. You could go get the first one, and you in fact you could get this one, and you'd pretty much be okay.
0: Yeah, totally. If you
2: like the flavor of this, you'll like the rest of the book. Yep. I yeah, I, can, I think I can fairly safely say that.
0: Yeah, and then and then and if you just kind of want to sample it, um, the, the the tales of the fear agent um, kind of anthology that came out or trade that came out a couple weeks ago, which is a collection of all like the uh, backup stories and things like that, are just little vignettes. And they yeah, g- but
1: that wasn't that wasn't very good. Oh, I enjoyed it a lot. No, but, it I, well, the point like, I was going to make that wasn't
0: written by render.
1: But render wasn't very good,
0: right? No, but the point I was going to make was that it gives you a feel for the universe and gives you a feel for what the kind of you know what what the how the how, the, how that universe lays out. Um,
1: but if you do that, I would
2: just buy the first trade.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Connor just okay. laid down the law. Sorry, I was. Well, I, I, I would disagree though with Josh that they said there's no nothing deep about this book. I think the whole book is rooted in the pain that he feels. It's, it's wacky, almost kind it's of fun <laughs> adventures, but it's it's all rooted in the fact that he's he's doing these bad things to himself because he feels so much pain and he can't get the pain to go away. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, because he's
0: dealing with the guilt of his role in the in the Earth's destruction and that that war and all that kind of stuff. Yeah,
2: I guess. But by the by the wackiness of it, it tends to make that me less take some of the weight away from that, I guess. Well, what I, what, I think, the, what
0: I think is interesting is that is that Heath's journey is realizing that he actually deserves to be alive and and does do good things and does kind of participate in the in the general universal society and has a place there i mean that that's been the message that i've been getting is that despite all these horrible things that have happened despite how he feels about himself that there are actually people who he affects and and i mean that was the main the you know the what i the gist that i got from the last story arc which is that he has an effect on people and that he deserves to live you know and and watching him kind of try to come to grips with that and and realize that you know
2: i think part of it still has to do with with i mean he's done horrible things i mean he's not a he's not a great guy
0: uh, but he's he always like, does, i feel like he always does the right thing.
2: He tries to, but he, he screws up. Now. Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, when, but, I mean when,
2: but at the same time, he's made decisions that were bad and ended up being the wrong thing because he acted rashly.
0: Right, right. And, and, huge, and he I mean, has to be responsible I mean, for it. Among us has done that. I mean, he's flawed. He's—he's he's definitely a flawed, flawed. It was a genocide, is all. Yeah. Well, genocide, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was,
2: I mean, it was a big deal. It's not my fault. Yeah, but everybody's dead.
0: <laughs> like, so I mean, who's
2: who's responsible in that instance? <laughs>
0: I don't know. Not me. That's all I know.
2: It's a fun book. I mean, I don't, I don't know how much else we can say about it. Just but go, go
0: read it. Go try it. Grab the first trade. Grab this issue. Seriously, I mean, like, looking I mean, looking at the number, like, even on Fanboy.com, number of people pulling these issues. You know, people kind of get annoyed when we overly suggest something or whatever, but seriously, try it. It's yeah, I mean, one, of the, one <laughs> of the best comics out there.
2: Reason we do this is so that it will do better, and we don't have to worry about it going anywhere. Not that I think it is; I don't think it's in any danger right now.
0: No, I don't think I so think either. But but uh, but the thing is, with the problem and the problem, and it goes back to the greater problem with the industry and stuff of like that is that you know they're on Dark Horse, which is you know one of the bigger indies still in indie, and it's a creator-owned book. And if people aren't reading it, then one day it will go away. And I hope you know it's one of those books that I, I want around that I think is important to the industry and yeah. and a good thing to read. It, yeah. it should be noted
2: that I I believe a uh, point. Uh, 0.01% of the iFanboy community also thought this was pick of the week, so that, <laughs> I think it's just me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just me. Although,
2: the rating, 4.9.
0: Yeah, yeah, there so you
2: go. Of, of the 90 to 100 people who liked it, they liked yeah. it a lot. Yeah. Justified. <laughs> One of the other books that people very much seem to like this week was Final Crisis, uh, Legion of Three Worlds number no. 1 by Jeff Johns.
0: And the great George is, Perez.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't read it, so go ahead.
1: <laughs> well, Connor, I mean, this is it's, it's, it's you. I thought this was a very solid book. I didn't think it was a great book, I think. The handle that Jeff Johns had on the Legion in Action Comics was... He was very tight and specific about the story. He wasn't getting too bogged down in everything to do with Legion, whereas this story was basically bogged down in everything to do with Legion, <laughs> which is difficult because I don't really like or a big fan of the Legion, so... There's, like, there's two stories going on here. One is the Superboy returns. He's in the future, and he finds out that He's not well regarded as as one of Superman's adversaries, so he freaks out and starts killing people. Meanwhile, people are trying to disband the Legion. I like the Superboy stuff a lot. I really enjoyed that part of the story. The Legion politics, the stuff about trying to get rid of them because they're ineffective and then their old leader shows up and he's a Derlin and that (laughs) stuff. I was just like, I don't care about any of this. That's that's basically
2: why I didn't pick it up is I just don't care about the Legion. I just I don't care if he's right, and I well, don't want to read it.
1: Well, I picked it up
0: for a couple of reasons: because a, it was Jeff Johns, and and of the hypothesis that Jeff Johns can do no wrong, and also to see the George Perez art. But uh, you know, like the thing about it, I thought the Superboy stuff was good, but God, I hate that character. Like he's, he's supposed in, to. I know. I. I just, it's so funny how that works: is that you're supposed to, and he's like, oh, he's such a fucking baby. And he's you hate just, him in like,
2: the way that you don't want to see him, or you hate him in the way that you like love to hate, or just go I, away forever.
0: Well, more go away forever, but it's amusing to read. How's that? <laughs> but then the Legion stuff, like, I, I gave the Legion stuff a shot, and I read it. I don't know nothing about the Legion. I thought Johns did a good job of explaining how the Legion got to where they were and setting up that scenario. I didn't. I wasn't confused about what was going on. All I know is that I turned to a page towards the end, and there's just, like, a bazillion characters just staring at me. And I just went, oh, this is going to hurt my head. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Three worlds worth of Legion teams. It's it's the Legion is tough. I mean, they, uh, you walk a fine line with them with being them being too confusing. And, and he did a really really good job in action of not making them confusing at all. And here it's it's like kind of too much. So t- tell me something
0: about Superman, Connor. All right. So so Superman when he was Superboy wasn't went to the future and was a member of Legion, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. where he learned truth, justice in the American way. That's what they told us in this right, thing, right? Yeah. But now he, he, he. At some point, he returned back to his time, and then blah blah blah. And then every now and then, the Legion would contact him, and he'd go in the future, and they'd have wacky adventures. Right. D- is he always wearing his Legion ring, or just yes. when it's convenient?
1: It's always when. on.
0: It's always so that's on. That's
1: yeah. I, I I've never it. noticed it. It's invisible. That's remember <laughs> right. it, it, it uncloaks during this issue when they call him. <laughs> that's, Jeff Johns can retcon anything.
0: That's a convenient, um, convenient plot device. <laughs>
1: just go with it. It's more convenient than any other comic book. Plot sure. Device. No. No. I know. Oh, absolutely. It's...
0: We're going to get to there's one later on that 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 made me laugh? And I don't think that's a retcon. I mean, that's just that's a that's a oh, that's, totally that's
2: just, a retcon. That's just he's been wearing the ring the whole time.
0: <laughs> that's not a retcon. That's just a that's a
2: what
1: it is.
0: But yeah, no, I don't know. I, I thought I thought Paris's art was good. I thought Johns. I wasn't lost in it. I'm not grabbed because I don't love the characters. But it was enjoyable. I'll read the mini.
1: No, it wasn't confusing. It was just like, too. I just don't care about all the Legion minutiae, you know? And he did a really good job last time of not getting bogged down in it. This time, there's just too much of it. Well, I mean, I'm sure Legion fans love it. I'm just not a Legion person. The Legion fans are weird. Listen, no, that's oh. gotta be the only-
0: <laughs> it's such bait right there. <laughs>
2: it's like they're not going to really manufacture too many more new Legion fans. Legion fans at this point. Legion fans are a whole other thing which we don't need to talk about, but I mean... Like, do you think that the Legion is going to be like a thing? Like, this will bring in the people, and then well, we can I think launch others.
1: I think this is the springboard to launch the Legion yeah. again. So, we'll see how back. that goes for that. Shooter
2: going to write it, or is he writing it now? He or? was
0: supposed to write it, and he's gone it? now. Yeah, not oh. badly. Yeah.
2: Do you think that he alienated somebody?
0: I don't know. Paul Levins should write it again.
2: there's any chance? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the only other serious contender for me for the pick of the week was uh, Captain America Forty One, which was fun. And this was probably the second <laughs> most popular book. I, there was really good scenes in this, but it's the Captain America thing. Like, if you're going to be a great Captain America issue at this point, you've got to wow me. And this right. was just more of the, the, the same that happened before. Although, I was really interested. There was a big plot twist in the fact that Faustus took off.
0: And, and not only did he take <laughs> off, he shaved. Shaved, exactly. <laughs> the shaving scene was awesome. I was just. <laughs> he
2: was fast, too. Yeah. Giant he beard in fast. one panel. Two panels later, good to go. that's the passage of time right there in comic books perfectly illustrated i mean it feels like the things are this this feels like the ramp up to the final bit of it i guess well it is, um, this, is the,
1: this is the penultimate chapter of the, of the story
2: yeah but like the, the cosmic cubes back out and they're they're doing stuff with it and the, the plans are all moving and you know big explosion happens and, and like all right i'm the the next chapter should be awesome is my guess
0: you know but there were really good scenes i thought the last page the last page was a good kind of striking you know like oh that was you know it was a good yeah. last page it
2: was good um, yeah i mean it was, it was fun but but not terribly spectacular i i really like this uh, you know it, it it doesn't take a genius to figure out that when you take, you know, your your two heroes or, or anti-heroes or whatever they are, you know, when, when you take Bucky and Sam and you just have them hanging out and talking, whatever it is that Ed Brubaker brings to it, he makes scenes like that. Just great. Yep. Just, guy, just these guys, you know, out of uniform talking, you know, and then, and then Sam's like, wait, hold on. Bird's talking. It's cool. It's fine. No, forget it. We'll go back. <laughs> and then, of course, there's AIM. His aim guys <laughs> just skulking around.
0: Oh, it's so good. Oh, they're so ridiculous. <laughs> and anyway. Zola. Zola's great. Oh jeez. I just I love the honestly the villains I mean, as great as Bucky and Sam and all that stuff is, but the villains for me is what does it. It's just, you know I mean, between the Red Skull talking to Zola and then Faustus and all that kind of stuff. It's and as Baker told us in the when I talked to him in San Diego, the trio of these villains start to fall apart and, and that's really gonna be the downfall of them probably.
2: The no um, reason why Faustus is leaving. He just yeah. some 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 machination that we are unaware of as of yet
0: yeah that involves some shaving <sighs> yeah it's hysterical of course so uh marvel 1985 issue number four six mark miller and tommy lee edwards am i the only one still reading this no nope, reading it okay what do you got what, did you guys enjoy it
2: or? i like it more as we go along some people are talking about this like it's the second coming but oh i love um, it. Which, which miller already wrote a book about i don't know it, it's a lot of fun it, it's intriguing I, I i'm curious how it's going to end I don't have a hell of a lot of faith in it being, you know, like the greatest thing ever. But yeah, it's I, an interesting seat.
0: I don't know if it's the greatest thing ever, but I but I just absolutely I mean, I I love Tommy Lee Edwards' art. Um I thought it it totally is 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 delivering the type of tone and feel that you need for this kind of story. You know, essentially the you know, the premise for somebody who has been reading along is that it's, you know, our world, our universe and You know the real world, and it's been—it's 1985, and it appears that the Marvel supervillains have somehow crossed over, and so and and there's great, and so now in this issue they they like they're attacking and they're wrecking this town, and you see you know the blob you know kind of smashing stuff, and there's a great full page of Bullseye killing a cop, which I thought.
2: Well, that's what I was going to say. Is one of the things that, and it's no surprise that Mark Miller's the one doing this, but I think that if there was, you know, he's he's good for it. Is that in real life these guys would be scary.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like you know
2: you take. You take the GI Joe cartoon and you you change it so that they're not shooting lasers that don't hit anything, but you put guys behind them with actual guns that kill people. Then it's a whole different story, right? And that's 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 you know interesting. It actually right. isn't done enough, oddly yeah. enough. Because they kept, they have to keep the Marvel world sort of safe.
0: So then it ends with the the one kid in the town who realizes what's happening and recognizes who these villains are. Finds this this doorway in this strange house and goes through and ends up in the Marvel universe. And I like how the subtle look of the art changed in the two pages when he drops into the Marvel universe. How it's a little brighter, it's a little simpler than the than the the more detailed or kind of sketchy art that was going on previously in the issue. Yeah. And then I turned the page and I saw the next issue and I just I just I was very happy. The next the cover for the next issue was awesome.
2: It was a fun book and it, it is actually it's getting better as opposed to losing steam, which is yeah. which is pretty good.
0: Awesome, Yay. He only finds chicks to help him. Uh, yeah, I know, and chicks from the eighties, which is awesome.
1: <laughs> uh, if if I had my pick of the week, it would have been Amazing Spider-Man five sixty eight. Really, much, much to my surprise, yeah. This is the new arc which is apparently very popular a lot of people jumped on this book that had been reading spider-man if you go by our poll list is it Guggenheim still no it's stan slot and john Romita jr and the mm. return of venom to the forefront and this is kind of the return of spider-man to the marvel universe because now we finally see some people other than spider-man yeah in the thunderbolts who show up i thought this was very very dense it felt like a much longer comic than i think it's double is it double-sized it felt thicker but if the story felt more dense. Like, I mean, there's, it was three,
0: it was 399, so it might be th- it might be a little longer. Yeah, it better yeah. be a 399, fuckers.
1: The first couple pages are all recap if you haven't been reading the brand New day books. I think they anticipated people jumping on, and then it's just I, I thought it was really good action, really good character stuff, and it was it, and it was so long and so dense and so full of story that I, I was really satisfied putting it down. Like you read through a comic. Some comics I read this week, I read them in you know three minutes and I was done and didn't feel good about it. But this one, I, I really read it and I put it down. And I thought that was a nice chunk of story that really felt worth it. And the art was just fantastic.
0: Yeah, I mean I I agree with you. I thought I mean I've been loving I mean I was loving we talked about it last week, I was loving what's been going on Spider Man most recently, specifically what Guggenheim's been writing. But I thought what really struck me about this was that this was John Romita Jr. art that still looked like John Romita Jr. but looked different. Like I don't know whether it was the colouring or the inking or what cleaner. was cleaner. It looked cleaner. Like Who's the, the inker? Um I'm checking right now. It must be Jansen. I mean Danny Mick? Yeah, Klaus, Klaus Jansen. Oh, Janssen. there you go. Yeah. Um, no, but Jansen normally inks his stuff. So, like, it, it's not like the team is different or anything like that. I just feel as if something is subtly different in the approach or what he's doing with it, which is good because with a with a guy like Ramita, who is so, with Jaramita Jr., who is so kind of recognizable in the way that he does, like, noses and mouths and things like that, to make it look a little different is.
2: Especially Spider Man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. For a long time. I mean, that's the thing that's awesome about him, is that at 20 years plus now, he's getting better.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, much better, much. How much, much better can he get? What was interesting was that even in the the first couple of pages, that recap story. I mean, that first page looked more like Tim Saley than Ramita. Yeah, you know, like he he, he drew it in a retroy kind of style, and it was just like I don't know. It was just it was this is what Spider- what I'd want Spider Man to be. So it looks really you know. and
1: also a really fun a really interesting backup story by Mark Wade. Yeah, and, uh, about basically oh Eddie Brock's okay again. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is fine. I don't mind. I don't mind if if they're gonna have Venom. Might as well be Eddie Brock. Yeah, he's much better than the guy who's currently Venom. Jeez, so. isn't
2: the, isn't the guy who's Venom now the Scorpion?
0: No, Mac Gargan or whatever it is. Was, was that Scorpion? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I just blanked out again. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> this was just so good. I, yeah. I just had so much fun reading this this issue.
0: Yeah, that no, was good. It was. I agree. Yeah. Well, that's good stuff. And if what you wanted
1: that? to jump into Spider Man because you haven't been reading it because you're bitter about one more day you should go to DCBS, they discount comic book service. They got monthly special up to 75% off with 45% off all of the major publishers with flat rate shipping of five ninety five for all U.S. orders. You can buy anything that's carried in previews and they've got over 5,400 trade paperbacks in stock and available for order and you can track your orders online at DCBService.com.
2: Connor, you wanted to talk about Superman, Batman 51. Is this, are they still the actors? No, that story's over. That, that, that okay. story ended
1: before. This is basically Muppet Babies. Oh, no. In, in that... We, the story starts off in Superman saving the Air Force One that's crashing and, and Batman's beating up some muggers and we pull back the camera and see that they're, they're Muppet Baby versions of Superman and Batman and Mr. Mixey's Pidlick has broken through the... Ba- There's basically a dimension where they're all babies and he's broken the barrier through. So now the the regular DC Earth has been invaded by all these little versions of the DC superheroes who are all little kids. This is like... One of those throwbacky comics where it's, you're not concerned about continuity or what's happening with the overall story. You're just enjoying the fact that there's this little angry Batman baby running around yelling at the big Batman baby that he's the gosh darn Batman. <laughs> and, then little, and then there's little Superman and, and then all the little Justice League shows up. And, all the, and then when Robin, the, reg, the regular Robin shows up, all the girls are in love with Robin because he's so cute and tall. And... <laughs> And um, Batman, little Batman tells his origin about how a, a, a mugger pushed over his parents. No one would be bullied again. That's why he became Batman. <laughs> who wrote, it who just, wrote this? It's the, the new team that wrote the last arc, which is um, Michael Green and Mark Mike Johnson. Wow. It really sounds like they brought of.
2: a lot of imagination
1: to the book. And Raphael Albuquerque is the artist I really, really like. I haven't seen much. He did the Robin spoiler special. And it's just, it's just really funny. I was laughing out loud during reading it. And it was just like all the little tropes of the – Little super baby picks up Lois and little hearts pop up and she's like, "Whoa, there's floating hearts everywhere!" Like it, it's just <laughs> kind of like goofy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you like? Just, I was script? laughing. Yeah, I love him. He's funny. Okay, I like it, it, it's always it always serves to remind you that you're supposed to be having fun while you're doing reading these books. You know, <laughs> calm down and there's not they're not such a big deal. And then at the end, all the all the little baby villains show up. We'll see what happens. Little baby Joker, Two-Face with a melty face, and, like, Luther. Nice. Just really fun. If you like, like, fun stuff like that, then that's Superman, Batman 51.
0: Cool.
2: I'm pretty close to not reading X-Factor anymore.
0: Well, well this was... This, I dropped it. Well, this was, an, this was an interesting week with X-Factor, because, on one hand, X-Factor 34 came out, which was the, it was the last part of the Secret Invasion crossover with She-Hulk, with uh, Strowman doing the art, and, and I will go as far as saying that it was not good. It was. All. It
2: was not good. You, it was don't not have good. To, it just but then, is.
0: But then conversely, the X Factor Layla Mis- Layla Miller special came out, mm-hmm. which was everything that I wanted from X Factor. Yep. <laughs> so I. So I can't really complain because I almost feel as if I can just ignore the Secret Invasion thing and assume that the Layla Miller special Layla Miller special was an issue of X Factor, and then I'm fine. The yeah, but the
1: problem is, X Factor hasn't been good for like a year. Yeah, yeah. and it has just it's not just the secret invasion stuff. It's been every. It's been like a year of where they changed the, the yeah. story, and the tone, and it's just. I I really like this book, and I it was a really hard decision. I, I agonized over, it, but I just thought I haven't really enjoyed the book in a year. Right. And that's yeah, it's a long time. That's that's kind I of it. To, like,
2: how long do I keep waiting for it to get? I know they're not going back to what it was because they've moved twice. Right. We're going to Texas now. Nah, we're going to Detroit. We're going like,
0: yeah.
2: And now it's about him outwitting whatever whoever his government handler is or whatever. Val
0: Cooper, yeah. But I thought the Layla Miller special. I mean, was was am I wrong? That was great. It was great. That was
2: that was good. I mean, it it was you know the weird futurescape of her being out there, but the character was the same character, which made it good for me. Yeah, no. I mean, the the
0: characterization of that character is just so much fun to read, and the way he writes her, and the way you know, kind of um, you know, kind of you know her. Knowing everything, and then the conversations that, that come out from that, and here we get yet another kind of you know future where Cyclops is, you know no longer has a visor, but also has a robot arm and ha- and leg, and has a daughter who obviously is the you know he had with Emma because she's got the uh, this ruby power, which is similar to Emma's Emma's diamond power. And
2: oh, I didn't it wasn't obvious to me. Oh yeah, well, she's
0: blonde and hot and yeah. yeah
2: so. You know what's funny though is that like she said something about she's been in the ruby form for.
0: Eighty like years, decades.
2: something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, they're old. Yeah,
0: exactly. And and this and it answers the question as to what happened to Layla after all the stuff from um mm-hmm. whatever the last crossover the Messiah complex, the Messiah complex. Yeah. So hopefully, this is the the beginning of getting Layla back into X Factor, and then getting the book hopefully back on track. But I, I mean, but I don't, I don't disagree that thirty four was just bad. It was bad.
2: And, that, and you know, the, like there was no point in bringing that book into Secret Invasion.
0: Yeah, I know.
2: was done. I mean, other than what are they going to? I mean. It, does it make sense to try to use X-factor to sell She Hulk issues?
0: Uh, well, the only the only thing I can think of is that Peter Davis is writing both. That's the only well, we, that's the only connection got, between the two.
2: we got a voicemail from somebody basically saying, well maybe it's cuz he wants to. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe, you know, maybe it's not like he keeps getting foisted on and maybe he just keeps going, "Yeah, let me do it. I'll do, I'll do it whatever." Yeah. Or he really likes this you know, he likes the crossover, wants to be part of, I don't know, but Who knows? Ugh.
0: Yeah. Bog, and bog Str- that book. Down. Stroman needs to stop. It was fun uh, to see him, but he, like he, his art deteriorated during this arc, to, and it's just uh, not good.
2: I want to touch real quickly on a, a new book that came out from Vertigo called Air, number one, by the writers uh, G. Willow Wilson, uh, who's a woman. Not that that's important, but it's interesting.
0: And, I and the, art, new, the art by M.K.
1: Perker?
2: M.K. Perker perker correct these
1: names are made up (laughs) they seem like those names up
2: (laughs) just use a letter and then add another letter I don't don't know what this book's about I mean I do it's like a a terror it's like a, a stewardess gets mixed up in some espionage terrorist thing I read the previews of this and I didn't really like it but I thought I would give the whole issue a shot and the issue was better than the previews indicated but it didn't quite have the hook in it that it needed to you know, like you know, when you got to the end of the first issue of Why the Last Man, or you got to the end of the first issue of Exterminators, you're like, ooh, that wasn't in this. I don't know. It's very by the numbers. It's a stewardess who ha- who's afraid of flying. Ooh, what? and then she meets a mysterious stranger, and then her friend is a, like the gay flight attendant who she talks to about all her problems, and I don't know. I don't know if I want to read this anymore. It wasn't bad, but it didn't have the right hook in it. This felt more like a, I
1: don't
2: know, it didn't have the thing you need in the first issue. Very
1: striking cover, though. I didn't think, yeah,
0: it was very I didn't think it was, I didn't think the first issue was bad. Um, You read it? Yeah. Oh Well, because yeah, I, I heard a lot of buzz around this G. Willow Wilson, heard that she's a good writer and stuff like that. I thought I, I definitely thought it was intriguing. I thought uh, I thought the issue ended pretty well with them the ending up, you know, jumping out of the plane and actually surviving it, mm-hmm. which is always kind of interesting, and then having sex in the hospital. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the, the thing with this, and, and as, as, as much as I loathe to say or whatever, is that, like, I don't know if you can, if you really can decide the first issue, you know? Like, it's, I know. you know, it's a Vertigo book, and it's written all those kind of things, and I'll buy issue two, you know, I'll keep buying it to see, you know, least to see how how it's unfolding because it's intrigued me enough you know if the if the idea is that this is you know th- following this character's adventures while flying is kind of an interesting kind of environment that i've never read a comic in you know um, well, the,
2: the cover design on this is gorgeous yeah, like yeah, i imagine yeah. a lot of people would have at least picked it up and looked at it based on that because it's it's quite kind of striking yeah. the the comment on the cover from neil game said, i read the first half issues and enjoyed them to no end so i was like all right
0: yeah it starts off as Rushdie then parachutes off into Pinchon.
2: Yeah, so that tells me I, I you don't what,
0: know what that means. I can I can pretend I know what that means pretty um, well. But I'll be honest with you all. I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, I they're going after like a literary crowd with that quote, yeah, totally. which is interesting. Yeah. yeah, but as the first issue goes, I didn't think it was great. But maybe you know, if it's a new writer, great first page,
0: fantastic. Maybe you should, first maybe you should stop looking at it through your superhero colored glasses. Hey,
2: I'm saying you've got an issue to sell me on the thing. You have to sell me on it. <laughs>
1: you got to have a hook in that first issue. Yeah. I have more. more
2: patience than most. I mean, if they're not really caring about how the issues sell and they think they can sell the first trade, then more power to them. But if they're going to sell it in issues too, then right. make me love you. Yeah.
0: Fair enough.
1: Make me love you! Would, you! would you love her more if she wore a cape and, and a bright red costume? Love her
2: less. It would be a dumb
1: story. Though. Would you love her more <laughs> if she lived on an Indian reservation?
2: Yeah, well, I really literally I don't have a lot to say about Scalp. Although I will say it was the most heartbreaking moment I've read this week
1: well and like the, the end besides the last page which was very good and has has very bleak implications for the rest of the series i thought yeah. this issue was disappointing on the whole yes i mean yeah, i was I thought, gonna say the whole
2: thing felt like it, it was everything that we'd gone over in the last issue but then it was exactly
1: the last issue but the last issue yep. did it much better
2: right but i mean it sounded like he was setting himself up so he could have this this scene at the very end of it And the scene with diesel i thought was was pretty interesting too
1: yeah no um, i just i think there was no more movement on the girl I agree. It was all the same from last last week, and really, you know, it was so perfectly done last week, last month, I mean. And then, you want, I mean, this arc is focused on her mostly, I'm assuming, so yeah. we should have learned more about her, besides the fact that we already, that we already knew that her baby died. But the last page was... Um, oh, I heard the last page, and I went, oh, fuck! No! <laughs> I yelled it like so that. So, it was, that and, and was and great, but the rest of the issue was, was very, yeah. dis- I mean, I didn't dislike it, it was kind of mm-hmm. like, you know... No, I know what you're saying. I, I did feel, I was second. like,
2: well, we... We rode this stream before.
1: Yeah. and uh, On the other hand, Robin 177 was was a lot of fun. We now have another who who is the man in the costume in that on the cover we have the Kingdom Come Red Robin costume, which is what Jason Todd was wearing during Countdown, but he dropped that identity at the end of it and went back to his leather jacket, gun-toting ways. In this issue, Jason Todd is trying to consolidate all the gangs of Gotham into one army. And Robin shows up to to bust that up, but then they're being stalked by somebody in the Red Robin costume. And who is it? Who is we it? Don't know. Oh, we, we don't know. We don't know. We don't. Oh, okay. But it was just a lot of fun. I've, I, I had a really good time reading this issue. Robin is just just really good.
0: And finally, uh, Uncanny X Men number five hundred one. I don't care what any of you say. This is awesome. I love this issue so much. He
2: (laughs) says to silence.
0: It was like a
1: proclamation.
2: It's awesome.
0: It's so like this. Honestly, this is what I've been wanting the X Men to be for like ten years now. Which is enough of the moping. Enough of the you know just like kind of separation. Or this is bright and sunny and them established and them with security and you know it's it totally 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 reminds me of what I loved about the X-Men in the original Claremont Byrne, Paul Smith kind of era but now but done not done in a way that's retro or just a rehash but done in a realistic kind of you know like a you know modern day kind of style they fight these guys uh, they no, but basically the premise of the story is that the pixie character, the girl with the pink hair, the wings—I don't know who she is, one of the young X Men or whatever. I don't, I don't follow her. She goes to a show in Berkeley and gets uh, basically mutant bashed, and so that happens in the beginning of the issue. And then there's a lot of setup about you know the, their new base and all this kind of stuff. And then she comes home, and they find, and so they go to find out who's beating up. Apparently, it's a gang using the old Hellion from the Hellfire Club, the Hellfire Club minion masks, and they're you know beating up mutants, but. It was just, just the, the demeanor and the writing. I'm no longer talking about Greg Land. I'm over Greg Land. Whatever, the art is fine. I'm not, you know, like, it's not bad. It's not... It's not... It, it's not... It's not I'm, but I'm not talking about it. We're not talking about it. But the writing is just so, so strong. And then the one other thing I want to note is that in a little hard... <laughs> there's In one panel, Brubaker undid Beast, basically... <laughs> <laughs> in one, so it was, it, Cyclops shows up to their new base in the morning, and Beast is there at the chef's hat, and he just says he tells Scott that he woke up to see that he's regained a degree of dexterity in his paws that he's been lacking since his secondary mu- mutation came in. It's like so I'm gonna make breakfast. And, like, in one word balloon, he just undid the whole beast becoming feral and all that kind of stuff because now he can use his hands again, which is just, like, so... Hilarious. I think it's more... Isn't
1: it more Fraction at this point? Isn't everyone saying it's, it's definitely well, this, more... Did,
0: well, this is, this is written... This It's credited to uh, Fraction and brewbaker, and from what they've said is that they're writing together, but, like, Brubaker's doing one arc, Fraction's doing the next arc, Brubaker's doing one, the other arc, but the rumors are is that it's mainly becoming Fraction and is going to
1: veer off soon. Yeah, he, he wasn't even at the X-Men Summit. I think it's just Fraction at this yeah. point. I give you six months until like, something goes wrong and you're all pissed off at it again. Okay, we'll see. Well, mark mark the date. So. Let him have it, man. Yeah. So. He's digging it. Yeah. I'm just saying I've heard this speech from him before. Just no, gonna I know. No, a, I, and I, and I, I'm going to bat down the hatches. Exactly, but this one feels different. This one feels
0: good. Because <laughs> they're doing it right. They're basically, all other ones have been like, ooh, maybe it's going to go in the direction I want it to, and it never does, and now this seems to be going in that direction. So, whatever. I'm very excited.
2: Okay, moving along. Enough about us. We do the user reviews on the site, and so we always like to take a couple of those and highlight them. First up, we got a review of the Brave and the Bold number 16 by Tadave. Is that a typo? Uh, He gave the story a 5 out of 5 and the art a 4 out of 5. And he says, you want pure fun? this comic delivers i'm not a brave and the bold reader but i was suckered in by the team-up superman and catwoman and the cover and i wasn't disappointed the story is simple very entertaining with superman being forced to deal with the sort of good sort of bad catwoman pg sexual advances and all
0: did either of you see this book at all
2: i looked at the cover
0: i flipped through it at the store and it's Scott collins on the art and it was just so, it was very pretty it was very good so
1: i really
2: like the idea of that particular team-up like if they're trying to put people together who don't seem to go together and then make something work of it that's yeah. interesting
1: I feel like jumping back on the book because I like Scott Collins so much. You know, I dropped off when George Perez did, and yeah. Collins has been doing like the last. Collins I've is heard, and now I think, well, maybe I want to go back and get those issues yeah. because I really, really like Collins and don't forever get to see to work. I'm thinking about it. Sounds like it's good. Yeah,
2: I don't think that book's long for this world, though. I don't no. know why I think that. Okay, but,
1: do you have any um, basis for that or no, sales like, numbers? Is it, or Mark or, Wade,
0: Mark Wade did. No, Mark he, Wade's he, been he, gone for forever. Mark Wade's been gone since like twelve. He's, okay, he wrote no, this he's
2: still, one. He's
1: he's, he's, wrote, he wrote, he's writing them all. Oh, is he really? Yeah. I thought he was he gone. He made it
2: sound like he was off. That's why I say that when I would listen to him on word balloon or something a little while back.
1: I thought he was gone.
0: No, he's, he's still so writing. So he wrote, he
1: wrote this issue? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: wow. Yes. Cool. So there.
1: Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. number four, Ultimate Horatio reviewing four out of five on the story, four out of five on the art. It says, there's not a da- damn reason in the world not to read Guardians of the Galaxy. The writing is good. The art is good. Star Lord is cool. Vance Astro is cool. Starhawk too. So, why are you sitting here reading my review when you could be reading this comic? Stop. I don't want you to hear excuses. Get up off your ass and go buy this now. Hear, here. Yeah, I basically
2: was like, that's the whole review, by the way.
1: <laughs> but he's right. It's good. I, I would think that review would garner a five out of five. Yeah. It seems, I thought the same thing. Yeah. Don't,
2: don't get me wrong. But yeah, tweet it, it's, it's fun again this week. Yeah, it, it has been fun every time. It's. It's Marvel Comics. It's what Marvel Comics does it's, really well. It's
0: Abnett and Lanning, who are the, the, gods, yeah. the gods, if you ask me now. And and I just saw recent news that they're bringing Darkhawk into Nova. And it's just like it's as if, it's as if they're writing for <laughs> They're me. writing it for you. Yeah, it's, 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 it's getting really freaky. I'm going to write something about it on iFanboy.com, but it's getting really freaky. Anyway, next thing you know, they're going to be hired to write the new 90210 TV show. <laughs>
2: Well, you and and Landing had a connection. We did. We helped. It was nice.
0: So if you want to write uh, reviews, tell people what you think of your your comics, go to ifanboy.com forward slash comics, make your picks, and then go to your comics and write a review. And if you need to buy comics, uh, you can head over to HeavyInc.com, which is a great site for comics, graphic novels, manga, whatever you want. They've got really cool tools to discover new comics, as well as to track your favorite creators and see what they're they're doing that you might not be aware of. And you can also see what other users are buying, so you can see what's kind of popular. They've got a huge selection. You can buy single issues. You can subscribe to uh, a series of issues on a monthly basis or just buy a graphic novel or trade, whatever you want. They do 20% off everything and free shipping, which is always good because these books get heavy. So definitely check out their website, HeavyInc.com. It's a cool place to be.
2: Email would be the next thing that we do. Um, And the first email is Sean from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. He's not Amish. Tonight I got bored and started looking through my box for comics to reread. While doing so, I realized that many series I bought were canceled after only a handful of issues. These books, which I really enjoyed reading every month, had the plug pulled on them before they really hit their stride. My examples are books such as Amazing Joy Buzzards, which technically went two volumes long but still needed seemed to me to be a viable book when it was killed forsaken three issues that i know of bone rest never heard of it Eightish, and a couple others that only have one or two issues anyway my question to you what are some of your favorite series that unfortunately were gone before you were ready to let go i have two answers okay what are they first one is ed brubaker's dead enders this was the first series yeah did
1: you Wow. Yeah, that was that's the prototypical book that people talk about oh, being cancelled to that
2: book, That was the book where I discovered Ed Brubaker. It was a Vertigo book about uh, a near future where sort of punk kids on scooters had to deal with this horrible world. It just got reflected um,
0: recently, I think.
2: Did it? Yeah. yeah they, they all, Fourteen issues, I think, came out, and there was only a trade of the first seven, and that's about it. He didn't finish the story. It just stopped. Just unfortunate. Art by Warren Please, which uh, is sort of a cartoony style. I really like that book a lot. Um, then the other one was Joe Casey's Wildcats, which just ended with issue twenty-eight yeah. without finishing the story or dealing with. And in that I was I was loving that the whole time that he was on that book.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think. Well, you guys like the Circle was one of those that that ended before it was time, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. He got to finish the arc though.
1: The arc, the, arc was done, but he didn't get to do it yeah, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So I mean, like they could theoretically come back with that sometime, you know. I mean, you know, for all intents and purposes, Queen and Country just kind of stopped. It wasn't really canceled, but he hasn't had time to do it. You know, that, that's the same kind of thing. Like, where'd it go?
0: For, well, for me, it was, I mean, less, I mean, the, the, the thing is, that, that's always a risk with those indie books, because they, you know, if they don't sell, they're not going to, people are, they're not going to keep doing them. Yeah. But for me, it's, it's a little weird, because, like, I remember the, the Nova series in, like, 2000 that Eric Larson was doing, I loved, and that ended at, like, eight issues or whatever yeah, like that. You separated. know, that, that, that was really disappointing. I'm trying to think of anything else. That's hard to remember. I don't know. There's so much disappointment in my life with comics.
1: <laughs> what about you, Connor? I, I couldn't even tell you. The Circle would be the most recent one. That's why I moved to trades on indies, because I don't want to get into a book and then have it never finished. All right.
0: Um, so our next email comes from Jason Newcomb, who says, Color me confused. Archie, superheroes, huh? What does this mean to the casual DC reader?
2: And what he's referring to is that J. Michael Straczynski is going to be writing a book for the DC universe featuring all of these characters, superhero characters from from the publishers of Archie. Right. This goes way back in the, you know, 30s, 40s, and 50s. There were a lot of companies making comic books. You know, Timely, which was Marvel, National, which was DC, Harvey, Archie, they were all doing tons and tons of books. So there's all these characters, Charlton, there are all these characters who are just sitting around and... DC over the years acquired a lot of them. The Charlton characters, like Blue Beetle, is one of them. And question, I think question, yeah. right? You know, even even Captain Marvel. You know, that's from another universe, and they, they brought them all into the DC universe. So here's all these Archie characters who I don't really remember. What's the publisher of Archie? Is that Harvey? I don't
0: know. I don't know.
1: Yeah, all right, right well, no, it's Archie. Right? It's like Archie Comics Publications. And right.
2: Yeah. So DC's got the rights to put those into books. So they're just other other heroes among them. Are basically there's a lot of knockoffs. Uh, the shield is one of them, and the shield was created as a Captain America knockoff because after Captain, no, I no, I, because I, Captain America I think was the big hit, and then everybody tried to copy it. In fact, Joe Simon Jack Kirby may have also I think they had a hand in doing it. So like they were trying to copy themselves after they had moved to a different company because they didn't own that. It may have been that the shield came first, but uh, actually a lot of the um, Seven Soldiers of Victory like the, the Guardian there, that's one of those kind of characters that came from a different you know, different universe. The, the Fly, who was actually started off shield, as the, the
1: Shield came a year before Captain America.
2: Well, there, you're right. Either way, the Fly, which was actually, originally started off as Spider-Man, no hyphen. And I said <laughs> no one must be that, so he became the Fly. Oh, so he, and was, then he was Spider-Man. The real, right, exactly. <laughs> then the real Spider-Man real was Spider-Man. Ten, <laughs> yeah, Irving Spider-Man. um So that's where those characters came from. They're basically taking them in from other universes. The fact that Archie is sort of a misnomer; they're, they're owned by the same company. But. And
0: it's it's similar in what JMS is doing with the twelve right now, which is taking you know kind of older Golden Age characters mm-hmm. and doing a thing that does is affected by the other universe or anything like that. So um, you know he kind of can do his own have his own little playground to, to write in. So that's who those people are. Yep. Cool. So if you have any questions that you're curious about uh, and you need answers to, you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com
2: and if you've got a couple of minutes and you want some music, why don't you go to emusic.com. If you go to www.emusic.com slash ifanboy, you will see a playlist that we set up there of a bunch of songs. And then you can also sign up for a free trial and get, I believe it's 50? Is it 50 free 50 downloads? 50 free downloads. And they're all DRM-free, MP3s, and there's, there's just a lot of really good music on there. And the site's actually set up really cool that you can sample everything. You can they, hear everything and, and, and test it out. They just did a big
0: redesign. It's, 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 it's a mu- much improved
2: It works really well, and it's just—it's a little like you know when you go to Amazon, and there's lists on the side, and there's things you can check into. Tons of stuff like that. It's a really great site. It's a really great way to get music. Check out and get that free trial. Go to eMusic.com/iFanboy. Let's do a voicemail. All right. All right, Andy. What's your problem?
1: I Fanboy. It's Andy from Charlotte, North Carolina. I need help. I think I hate Grant Morrison. I hate what he's doing with Batman. I don't get what he's doing with Final Crisis. I feel like we're supposed. I feel like it's like modern art. We're, uh, that, that everybody keeps telling me I'm supposed to like it, and, and I just don't. It seems like he. It's only important to him, and we're all supposed to get on board. And I think I'm just a curmudgeonly, you know, youngish man. Help me, I fanboy. Walk me through this. It's tough. I mean, it's like any art. Is you have a visceral response. Either you like it or you don't like it. You can maybe un- understand why people like it, but it won't, it won't necessarily mean you will. I think if you don't respond to what he writes, if you don't like the big ideas and the, and the, you know the non traditional take on stories, and you probably won't like them. I, it's fine. I, you don't I, have to. Like
0: I would them. say for the the casual Grant Morrison fan, if you haven't read his JLA run, like go pick up the first trade from him on JLA and read that as like mm-hmm. you know because honestly that helped me ease into him almost you know because I, I've had the similar challenges you know so. Um, uh, Thirty. Yeah, I didn't awful. mean like
2: that. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. That's oh. Anyway, someone um, like you.
1: Just,
2: <laughs> I know. You know what's funny is, it's funny because the way that he mentioned it, I would probably take issue with was he's just doing it because that's what he likes. So that's being Grant Morrison. I think that Grant Morrison creates entirely sincerely. I think oh, yeah. that he. I think that he comes up with ideas that are really interesting to him, and and to a lot of people. But I really do get the sense that he's not trying to just be impressive. He really is trying to take these characters and these things that he loves. He has a great deal of affection for the DC Universe. Yeah.
1: That's, oh, he loves the DC Universe. Yeah, totally he agree, loves yeah. it.
2: And he's just trying to find ways to flip those ideas around and think about them in ways that people haven't done before. And you know, the, the whole thing with Batman and RIP is, is like he said in the interview we did with him in, in New York, you know, Batman's been Batman for a really long time. How long could you conceivably keep this up? Yeah. And that's a really interesting idea, like yeah. and you know sometimes I think that his execution of stuff can be suspect, and that's the part that people either like or don't. But that idea is strong, and and many of his ideas are. They don't always work. Uh, to read that. Read Animal Man. I mean, Animal Man is
0: Animal Man was great. It was really good. Anyway,
2: we did the whole Grant Morrison show. You know, if you watch through all that and you watch through all the Grant Morrison minis and stuff that we did, and it's still not. It's just not your thing.
0: You just, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, JMS, is, okay. JMS isn't any of our things, so, but a lot of people really like them, you know? And so, I mean, like, you don't have to like somebody that everybody else likes. It's okay. It
2: just it's not really, really big books that affect everything else in the universe. Right. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, our next voicemail has got a, uh, a very timely question.
1: Hi, guys. Love the podcast. This is Dan from the Bronx. Uh, considering um, Rob Kirkman's open call for more creator-owned work. It got me wondering what you guys at iFanboy would like to see in the big names in the comic book industry, you know, break off from Marvel and DC to start their own series. All right? Uh, Just wondering. Thanks. Bye-bye. So he's referring,
0: like we mentioned earlier to Robert Kirkman's kind of you know or ma- Bob is like calling. Bob Bob Kirkman. Uh, <laughs> Bob, his, Bob Kay. <laughs> his manifesto <laughs> saying that basically, you know, like Kirkman feels as if he's been doing a disservice to comics by writing for Marvel and that he should be creating new characters and, and that's what that's why he committed to image and he kinda did he kind of called for other creators to do the same to help the industry. You know, which is you know has caused lots of lots of discussion and you can read about it on iFanboy.com where we've got everyone's been weighing in talking about it. But it's an interesting thought because that, that you know, that's the thing is that, you know, do you work on these characters who you don't own and you're adding to their history and their legacy, or do you go branch out and do something on your own? It's interesting because I feel like with a bunch of creators that we love... We kind of get the best of both worlds, like mainly Bendis with powers and Brubaker with criminal and stuff like that. But I would, I know, I would love to see what you know, what Grant Morrison could do. You know, call back to our, you know, to Andy's question, Grant Morrison could do on, uh, on a creator own book, like something you know, if he truly does love the storytelling and the medium, like create some characters and do something you know, totally new. He's done, new. That. Um, He's done a, a lot. lot. No, I know, I know, but I would like, I would like to see, I would like to see something dedicated and and long. You know,
1: you got the filth. The Invisibles.
0: True. true, yeah, true. But does he own the do Invisibles? It. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll go. Vertigo? I mean, he's yeah. done that. Well, opus. I think
2: this is sort of the fallback of that whole Kirkman thing is that all, many of my favorite creators have done their own books, and yeah. well, they my, don't the,
0: d- the other name I was going to say, which it would 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 be Darwin Cook. I'd be really interested to see what he would do. Yes, so, that would be yeah.
2: great. I, yeah, yeah, well, yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would love to see Bendis go back to do some of the stuff like I got to know him for crime like stuff. The, yeah, crime stuff. Like if he gets to just go do his real life David Mamet esque yeah. you know crime comics, I would love that. Or even remember, Fortune and Glory was just awesome. Yeah. Like just do something else. I'd love to see that. But you know, Greg Ruck is already doing books that I love that are creator owned.
0: Yeah, I mean we. I know? mean we we get a lot of it. I mean like somebody like Joe Casey who does stuff for Marvel also has Godland and you know and and mm-hmm. you know there there are there are lots and lots of creators doing kind of both. Although the one name that keeps coming up is Jeff Johns.
1: He doesn't.
0: I don't know if he wants to or not or anything, but, like, you know. You know you, what?
1: But He's where he needs to be.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't. The think universe should, has yeah. placed him
2: in a place for a reason. <laughs> he was at Marvel, and, and the universe went, no. No, he should not be there. <laughs> you go and fix the Green Lantern. He was, yes.
0: <laughs> cool. So if you have any questions or if you have any uh, ideas of creators you'd want to see, do creator on work, call us at one eight 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 fanboys It's one Let us know what you think.
2: It, get over to ifanboy.com. It is a cavalcade of fun and excitement. It's just so much good stuff there lately. I I can't even, there's articles and discussions and, and everything is great over there. So get over there, read the pick of the week, review all the other stuff that's going on, please.
1: And while you're there, if you need stuff, you go to ifanboy.com slash store, and there you can see the books we talk about on the, on the uh, weekly video show, as well as other picks, and you can go to Amazon through there and help us out that way.
0: And if you didn't know, uh, we do a uh, video show, a little uh, internet TV show about comic books called ifanboy, and it comes out every Wednesday, um, at least the weekly show comes out every Wednesday, the longer, kind of 20-minute version of it, and you can get that at ifanboy.com, as well as revision3.com forward slash ifanboy. Last week, we were answering your voicemails, and this upcoming Wednesday, we are finally doing it. We're it talking about why the last man
2: <laughs> finally Stop saying things like that why we are finally doing it
0: well no i mean a lot of it was one of our most requested shows and we and no. we the trade finally came out and connor and i finally read it and we were able to finally talk about it
2: i was talking about the double entendre again because that's apparently where my mind goes when i talk to you guys now
0: okay then, creepy. <laughs> i have an issue yes
1: Every,
0: This weekend, uh... I
2: why we're finally doing it
1: <laughs> no one wants that no one wants that at all oh god dear lord that's we our last show. We just open up on
2: it. <laughs> move on, move on. That, that would
1: still be our last show. Every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday is the iFanboy Mini, the little one- to four- or five-minute piece on comics that we quite enjoy, and that's fun. So check that out at iFanboy.com or Emission3.com slash iFanboy.
2: You know, we really like it when people wear iFanboy shirts. It's neat. So you can get those over at Jinx.com slash iFanboy. Uh, you can send us a picture of that shirt, and we'll post it up on the forums and uh, send them to Jinx, and you'll get free stickers. So that would be cool.
0: And like we mentioned earlier, you can contact us by emailing us at contact.ifanboy.com or leave a voicemail at one eight 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 fanboys It's one
1: Social networks uh, can be found at ifanboy.com slash about myspace, comic space, verb, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Check out ifanboy.com slash about.
2: Reviews are very important to how people find podcasts in iTunes. So if you haven't left a review for the any of the shows, please go do that. That would help us out a great deal be honest, we're, we're fine, we can take it better yet, word of mouth, you know, if you're on message boards or whatever and people are asking about podcasts or you're talking to people in the comic shop or just whoever, let them know that this kind of thing exists, that there's free shows out there and that they're fun and entertaining, hopefully
0: yes, please, and if you like what we do so much that you want to help, uh, help us out, you can go to ifanboy.com forward slash donations and you can click on the donate box and uh, give, give us a small donation through PayPal and we thank everybody who's donated up to this point we appreciate your generosity, you keep us going Yay! Comics. The,
2: the exultation at the end. We don't know what else to say, but
0: woo! It was <laughs> it was it was it was an, it was an interesting week of the, like there was a lot of stuff, but not a lot of stuff. Like there was no big movement on the Secret Invasion, Final Crisis front, you know. But there was some. It was a hearty week, I thought. I don't know. I'm glad
2: it was a week like this that yeah. I literally got to stop and, and we could discuss a book like Fear Agent as opposed to I mean there was nothing else sort of in the way of doing that this week, I that, guess.
0: Which is great. As opposed to next week when Marvel puts out three copies of every book they're publishing.
2: <laughs> what is up with that? I have no idea. Alright, we should stop doing the show now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. New York City, where you gonna go with the head that empty? Gone, gone, to New York City, where you gonna go with the heart that gone.
1: Where you